The Twilight of the Gods In Myths and Legends Around the World Collection 11 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Read by Ryan Williams The Twilight of the Gods by Harper and Cummings Loki and Fenrir, the wolf, were safely bound, each to his separate cliff. But still, happiness and peace did not return to Asgard, for Baldur was no longer there, and light and joy had gone from the home of the gods. The Aesir felt that the twilight of the gods, which Odin knew was to come, must be near. Soon began a long, cold winter. Surely it must be the beginning of the Fimble winter, which was to come before the last great battle. From the north came cold blasts of freezing wind. Snow and ice covered the earth. Men could not see the face of the sun or the moon. Everywhere there was darkness. The people grew fierce and unhappy and wicked for they seemed no longer to love each other. So the evil deeds of men kept on, and the fierce frost giants grew stronger and stronger. They killed the trees and flowers and bound the lakes and rivers with icy bands. Even when summertime came, the cold still held on, and no one could see the green grass or the beautiful golden sunlight. The frost giants were pleased to see the trouble they had brought upon men and hoped they could soon destroy Asgard and the gods. Three long winters passed with no light to warm and brighten the world and after that still three other dreary winters and then the eagle who sat on top of the great world tree, Yggdrasil, gave a loud, shrill cry and at that the earth shook the rocks crumbled and fell, so that Loki and the wolf were freed from their chains. The waters of the deep ocean rose and rolled high over the land, and up above the waves, writhing out of the deep, came the monster Midgard serpent to join in the last battle. Now the enemies of the gods were gathering from all sides, the frost giants, the mountain giants, with Loki, Fenrir, and the Midgard Serpent. Heimdall, the faithful watchman, looked from his watchtower by the Rainbow Bridge, and when he saw the host of monsters appearing and raging toward Asgard, he blew his magic horn, Gialar, which was the signal of warning to the gods. When Father Odin heard the blast of Heimdall's horn, he hastened himself to arm for the battle. Once again, it is said, the Allfather sought wisdom at Mimir's fountain, asking to know how best to lead the Aesir against their enemies. But what Mimir said to him, no one ever knew, for a second call sounded from the Gyala horn, and the gods, with Odin at their head, rode forth from Asgard to meet their foes. Thor took his place beside Odin, but they were soon parted in the struggle. The thunder god fell upon his old enemy, the serpent, whom twice before he had tried to slay, and after a fierce fight, he at last conquered and slew the monster.
but the poisonous breath from the serpent's mouth overcame the mighty Thor, and he also fell. Heimdall and Loki came face to face, and each slew the other. Thus every one of the gods battled each with his foe, till at last the darkness grew deeper, and all, both gods and giants, lay dead. Then fire burst forth, raging from Utgard to Asgard, and all the world were destroyed in that dreadful day of Ragnarok. But this was not the end of all. After many months and years, and even centuries had passed, a new world began to appear, with the fair ocean and the beautiful land, with a bright, shining sun by day, and the moon and stars by night. Then once more the light and heat from the sun made the grass and trees grow, and the flowers bloom. Baldur and Hodur came to this beautiful new world, and walked and talked together. Thor's sons were there too, and with them the hammer, Mjolnir, no longer for use against giants, but for helping men build homes. Two people, a man and a woman, who were kept safe through the raging fire, now came to dwell on the earth, and all their children and grandchildren lived at peace with each other in this beautiful new world. Baldur and Hodur talked often of the old days when the Aesir dwelt in Asgard, before Loki, the wicked one, brought darkness and trouble to them. With loving words they spoke of Odin and Frigga, and the brave Tyr, who gave his right hand to save the Aesir, of mighty Thor and faithful Heimdall, of lovely Freya with her beautiful necklace, and of fair Iduna's garden, where they used to sit and eat her magic apples. But still, they said, we know now that this new world is fairer than the old, and here also the loving All-Father watches over his children. End of Twilight of the Gods In Myths and Legends Around the World Collection 11 Read by Ryan Williams